Hello everyone, this is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode, my guest is Marty McDonald and on this episode, we talked about side hustles and entrepreneurship. And although this episode was recorded back in February prior to all of everything basically that has happened in the world and in America in 2020, it is so timely and so important because if there ever was a time to create a new stream of income or multiple streams of income, the time is right now, given all the uncertainty that we face. And Marty was perfect to have this conversation with because she's extremely passionate about the work she does and you will hear it in her voice on this episode. So more about Marty. Marty is a side hustler turned CEO of Boss Women Media, and like many, she wants to live her best life, so she decided to leap after her dreams of creating a community of empowerment, change, and freedom after an 11-year corporate career with various Fortune 500 companies. She took an idea based on connection and turned it into a movement, including the multi-city Black Girl Magic Tour the annual Boss Woman of the Year Summit, and a loyal community of more than 100,000 women. Marty's plan is to continue to expand the growth of her community of women that she's building and to help them empower one another through connection, networking, and workshops. She knows that most women are allowing fear to hold them back from accomplishing the goals they desperately want to achieve, and that is so true. And so now she's on a mission to connect with women who want more, women who have big goals, big dreams, and are chasing them every single day. So this is such a great episode for you to listen to, especially if you're trying to get your head in that space of starting your own business or growing your existing business. And so we went over a ton of really great gems on this episode. Marty shared her personal story and how she had to continuously prove herself at her corporate job and what led her to start her own business, including putting half of her paycheck towards building her business before she went full-time. She shares her biggest challenges and successes with building her business. She shares the advice that she would give an entrepreneur starting from the bottom with nothing but hoping to achieve success. And she shares so many pieces of wisdom that you know I found really insightful including how to empower yourself to succeed regardless of what anybody is saying to you so this is really a great episode to empower you and motivate you to get yourself in the game when it comes to building your business or growing your business and I had a great time talking to Marty and I'm sure you're going to have a great time listening to her as well I also want to mention that as part of Marty's pivot in this season, like many of us business owners have had to do, uh, she has launched the Black Girl Magic two-day digital summit that's taking place on August 15th and 16th of 2020. And you'll be able to learn more about when that launches on bosswomen.org. But before we get into today's episode, if you haven't already stopped by clevergirlfinance.com, you should. We have a ton of content on the blog, on our video page that we are putting out multiple times a week, and also every single one of our 30 plus courses is free completely free, including our worksheets and your ability to schedule a call with a Clever Girl Finance mentor when you sign up for a course. So we would love for you to stop by and take advantage of these free resources. And the reason why we've made these resources free is to support this incredible community of women who are working really hard to achieve financial wellness. In light of everything that is going on with COVID-19, with the racial injustices that have continued to go on, our way of supporting all of you 
is to empower you with the tools to achieve financial wellness so that you can use your voice by making your choices of where you spend your money, by empowering yourself with knowledge to create generational wealth for you and your families. And so we would definitely love for you to take advantage of these resources. And if you know anyone who might find these resources beneficial, please share our courses, our content, our videos with them as well. And of course, you can watch videos on both our website and the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Finally, if you are new to the podcast or you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet subscribed, please do. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you're loving what you listen to, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Okay, so let's get into this episode with Marty. Hey, Marty. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you here to share your journey um, from going from a side hustle to a full-time business owner. This is something that a lot of the women who listen to this podcast are trying to do. They either have a side hustle or are thinking about starting one and the question comes into their mind as to, you know, how do I transition from having this side hustle to having a full-fledged business? How do I make my business successful? And so I love having um, amazing guests like you to come on and just share your journey going through that space. Um, But before we get into that, I would love for you to tell everyone what it is that you do and also who you are. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm Marty McDonald. I am the founder and CEO of Bossman Media, um, Boston Media is an offline, online women's empowerment community and media company. We create experiences for women to connect, specifically the woman who is looking to elevate her side hustle or to move in corporate America to the next level. And so I was a girl who was sitting in corporate America for nine years who often just felt like an imposter. I didn't have many tools, not that many resources, and I was always the only Black girl in my department and sometimes even in my company. Um, and I was just looking for a space and a place and a community that I could connect with, with women who were going through the same issues that I was going through. And so that really was how Boston Media was created and formed, because it was a personal need for myself. Um, that, that I saw that so many other women could benefit from. So, the, so basically started out as personal need that grew into a passion. And then you started this now amazing platform where you help other women elevate themselves. That's amazing. Yes. So you mentioned working in corporate America and I'm assuming that while you were working, you were kind of like spending your nights and weekends <laughs> building up your business. Right. And so what were the early days of that journey? Like, how did you know that you were onto something? Was there a signal you got or some kind of progress that you made that made you realize after a few weeks or months or however much time that, wait a minute, you know, this is actually something that I can, I can turn into something big. Yeah. You know, I think that the journey of you knowing it and people saying that it's not the case for everyone, right? You might not know that there might not be this magical moment that falls from the sky. But I would say for me specifically, I was sitting in corporate America. I was at my wits end of really just being voiceless in a space where I sat at the table, right? I had a seat at the table, but I could never be authentically 
Marty. I could never show my true self. I could never come to work with box braids or cornrows or, <laughs> um, you know, like yeah. I, I just, I couldn't be myself, right? I couldn't be this very like strong voice woman. I couldn't show emotion. If I showed emotion, I would be deemed as an angry black girl. And yeah. so there were several moments that happened, right? Um, and so I would say <clears throat> the moment that happened that made me fed up was um, I was sitting in corporate. Um, our CMO was leaving. So I came from product development, brand management, product innovation space. Our CMO was leaving um, to go to another co- organization. We were getting a new CMO. And the story remains the same for everyone every single time. A new boss comes in. You have to prove yourself and your worth all over again. And the biggest compliment that you can get in corporate America, no matter what color you are, is that you are smart. She is smart. Um, she, she deserves to be here because, you know, Marty is really smart. And so <clears throat> with that um, being said, um, this new CMO was coming and I had to do that all over again. So I played the game for a couple of months and I realized how exhausting it was. And I had lunch with them, what was like a mentor to me. And she talked about how she was so unhappy and she came from the same, you know, marketing field as myself. And she talked about how she wanted to create and do more. And she probably was 12 plus years older than me. And I thought to myself in that very moment, I don't want to do this another 12 years and then regret living life because I was afraid to jump. And so that me having to prove myself that I was good enough on top of my mentor just showing me how unpleased she was in life was the moment that made me realize that there has to be more. And I feel so passionate about connecting with women and giving them tools and resources. What boss was then has evolved 10 times over to what it is now. So it wasn't because I knew that boss was this thing that wasn't going to change. It was, I knew that I wanted more for my life and I knew that I could do or see that through boss being one of the vehicles that help make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it always turns out that when you position yourself to pursue the thing that you truly want, the thing that is going to make you happy, that's going to have the impact you want over time, it evolves and it grows. And, you know, it starts to, you start to nurture into, you know, from that baby to that toddler, to that, you know, child business, you know, and, and it grows from there. So I, I had a couple questions about this and I'm just thinking from the perspective of someone who's listening to this, that is in that space where, okay, they're at their job, whether they, they like it, they don't like it. It's just this space where they feel like there's something more for them, right? That they want to do on their own terms. What was your, what was your timeline like from getting your idea and starting to work through the process of building your business and then actually going full time? And how did you balance your obligations at work with the obligations that you had now put in place to build your business? Yep. So I started Boss. The first event was May 26, 2016. 
I quit my corporate job January 1, 2018. Okay. And so it was about a two-year span that happened in between. This, this job that I had, it was a new job. And so I started Boss probably eight months into me even um, start being with this company, right? And so <clears throat> there was just kind of this whole cycle within itself of, of me showing that I was loyal to the company, right? And that I was bought into the brand. And so for me, it was, it was a secret. I didn't talk about boss. I didn't talk about what I was doing on the weekends and at night. And so sometimes, you know, we get so giddy about it. We want to share, but I don't think that um, it's always best at the beginning. And so it was me balancing my workload during the day and boss never felt like work. It felt like I could work on this all day long. And so the exhaustion of that I was tiring myself out to didn't feel that way. It felt purposeful. And so that's how I, I balanced it because it didn't feel like work. I was, I was amped to do it, you know? And I think that for a woman who is listening, right, the advice that I would give her, give you her is, I think that it's something really powerful about an organization that believes in the side hustle, that empowers you and promotes you and encourages you. There is something so uniquely powerful about that. If you can find that organization, go work there while you're building. Because building a company is hard work and it takes money to build. And so, you cannot try to build something overnight and expect it to be profitable. It just doesn't work like that. Now, there are a few unicorns that are, but the majority are not. And so I would encourage you to really be looking at how you're going to view the long-term plan. How are you going to pay for it? Because there's something powerful in that. But for me, it was, I was dedicated Boss didn't feel like a job, so I didn't treat it as such in, in the hours that I put in for it. I did what I had to do because it was more purposeful versus my goal, my goal of boss from the beginning wasn't getting paid. It was giving tools and resources that I needed to other women who needed the same. And I, I can totally relate to a lot of what you're saying because I feel like I had a similar experience. You know, it, it took me a couple of years, about two years to go from having my business as a side hustle to becoming a full-time job. And also during the process, I didn't share it with my coworkers um, or even my boss because it, it really didn't cross my mind. It was it was not something that I wanted them to give me feedback on or something that I wanted, to, wanted them to use as a way to as an excuse as to why they felt my performance was not great even though it was amazing but people will find excuses for anything (laughs) right um and I love that you talk about you know 
that you shared your timeline because I think sometimes, and I've had many conversations with people who are just so antsy and they're so, they're itching all over for this side hustle to just blow up in the next two weeks and next two months. And <laughs> they get to a point where they feel like, well, I've worked enough. Why hasn't this happened for me? And patience is such it's such a core part of building a business and that dedication and not focusing on um, the dollars, like what you said, because you have to build, you have to put in the, the hard work. And of course there are those couple of unicorns, but even when you go and look at those unicorns and they tell you their backstory, right? What was under the, have you, have you seen that picture of what it takes to build a company and it shows like the, the peak outside the water and then underneath it, the iceberg. Yes. Um, when they tell you the backstory to their iceberg, <clears throat> you'd be like, Oh my God. Right. So I love that you talked about your timeline and also that you talked about just patience and that how building your business boss was not, it wasn't a job to you because you were so passionate and focused on it. And I know that a lot of you ladies listening, there's different, I guess, reasons for pursuing your side hustle. It could be passion and purpose focus, or it could just be because you're trying to bring in additional income and you're doing this side hustle to help you pay off your debt and, you know, just like a small thing on the side. However, patience and just staying focused and knowing that you're going to have to put in the hard work and step out of your comfort zone um, are things that you want to keep in mind. Over, yep. Overnight successes. It's very easy to package something as an overnight success, but when you look, when you get into the details of it, that's really not what it is. So um, Marty, one of the things you alluded to was um, the finances. So if you don't mind sharing, I'd love for you to provide some insight as to how you funded your business, because obviously as we all do when we are working full-time jobs, we already have financial obligations. So how did you start to funnel money into your business? Was there like, you know, how did you budget? How did you finance? Especially because you were doing events, right? And those are capital intensive. Um, so for anyone who's kind of like curious about how they can do something similar in terms of financing their business, I'd love for you to share that as well. So our business model specifically is based off of collaboration and partnership opportunities with brands who are looking for our audience to be their target audience. But it takes time to build a community and it takes money to build a community. And we're still building. We have not made it to the mountaintop. We've made <laughs> we all to, are. <laughs> yeah, like we've made it to a, a small hill and, you know, and every, every event that we produce, it showcases to a brand what we can do. And then we, we show that to the, to the next. Right. But I say that to say, um, it, nobody's going to give you money from your first event. It just doesn't work like that. Brands are not, no brand is just going to give you money because it's your first event. And so I spent and put my own dollars from my job. Um, and when I quit my corporate job, I had that 20, um, the winter 2018, I had um, our first conference. We had 250 women attend. I had Nicole Kane as our keynote speaker. And from that, I, um, I had to invest and spend my own dollars to make it happen. And so, but I was willing to do that. Right. But I also didn't understand my business model. If I can be absolutely honest with you, 
And so, like I said, as I've evolved, as I've learned more, as I've pivoted, I've learned what our business model looks like and what things cost. And so um, I consult on the side still today to fund boss, to fund paying our staff paychecks every two weeks. And so I'm doing what I have to do to make sure that the that the career of my dreams happen. And so um, I think that so often we don't feel like we have to invest into it. But why, why would I ask someone else to invest into my business if I'm, if I'm not willing to make the same sacrifice at the beginning? And so that's what I do. Um, and so um, for those first two years, pretty much um, half of my paycheck would go towards boss because I believed in what was being created. Yeah. And and that's not uncommon, right? You know, a lot of us as women and just people in general, not just women, um, self-fund their businesses. Because when you have the idea, when you're in the super early stages, it's really difficult to walk into a bank and say, here's a business plan. I want to get a loan, especially if you don't have a relationship with banks, especially if, if you don't have a proven business model. I am I'm not a huge fan of building a business um, that you don't yet know how to monetize on debt, because if you don't know how to monetize, then you also don't know how you're going to pay back the debt. And so I think there is value in like you said, investing in your own business because you grow and you learn so much and you also prioritize differently because you know that what's going into that business is your hard-earned money. And you're more mindful about just like taking random chances and, you know, you're quicker to learn because you need to recover and you need to keep growing and you need to keep building. And so what you said about you have to invest if you want other people to invest in you rings, so true. Yeah. For, for those of you listening and you're like, okay, where am I going to get the money to, to, to start my business, to invest in my business? Marty just said she put half of her paycheck. So go back to your budget and say, okay, what are some things that are non-essential that I can cut back, that I can stop spending money on? What are ways that I can increase my money to fund my hustle, right? Because if you want it bad enough, you're, you're going to have to do what it takes to grow it. I've talked to women who got part-time jobs in addition to their full-time jobs in order to put money into their business, to invest in their business, to give it the opportunity to grow. And as time passed, that discomfort that they experienced from doing that was so worthwhile. Yep. Absolutely. Marty, I would love for you to share. Um, I want to talk about challenges and also major successes, right? Because like you said, business is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's start with the hard part. So far, what is one or a couple of the biggest challenges you face transitioning your business from side hustle to full-time and even now full-time as you start to grow it? And then on the flip side, what have been one or some of your most incredible successes that have made this entire experience so worth it for you? Yeah, absolutely. I would say some of the challenges that I face is that our organization is created by a Black woman for everyone but the majority of our community is African-American women. And I like to say that um, Boston Media is for Black women, brown women, and white women allies. And so, you know, being just that open and that transparent when I'm pitching for partnership opportunities is not always something that 
companies realize the power of the dollar of the black woman or the brown woman. And so because of that, that can often be a challenge, right? Um, I, I've pitched to several, I've had the opportunity um, to, to sit at several tables at Fortune 500 companies to pitch to them the value of the black woman's dollar. Um, but if you're pitching to a room who may not have a black woman on their team or have black friends or have been exposed to the black community, they may not see value in what you're creating. So that has been a challenge. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop um, creating the community for whom I'm creating it for, right? I'm not oh, of course not. <laughs> um, simply because a, a company doesn't understand the value of, you know, creating the narrative of Black women. So I would say that's been a challenge, uh, you know, and then also you have to cut through the, the, the clutter and the noise that's happening in the world so that you stand out and you stand apart. There are so many women empowerment organizations that have popped up, right? Yeah. But you have to know what you do that's uniquely different. We are very intentional. We're very detailed oriented. And here's the, the other thing. Bossman Media has never been about Marty. It's never been about the story of Marty. It's always at core been about the community that we're building and the tools and the resources that we're giving to our women. We serve up content daily. And so because of that, you know, it's a challenge to just push through the clutter. But if you stay consistent every single day, no matter what it is that you're doing and you don't give up, you'll be able to cut through the clutter. Um, but also, so even with those being the challenges, I, there's been some moments that have been the most rewarding, even if I didn't even know what the, the next outcome would have been right recently I la actually it was last year wasn't recent but I don't know why just time goes by so fast um last year last summer actually I pitched a fortune 500 company and um I couldn't believe that I went in there um and and sold my brand to them that made them react um and so from that that ended up being like a six-figure deal that happened from that pitch conversation. And I knew what I was walking into. I knew what I was requesting and asking, but it was just such a powerful moment that I had the opportunity to sit at the table and to share my community and what I was building with another brand who wanted to be a part of it. And I feel like that was kind of like one of like my big standout moments in 2019. In 2018, I would say my big moment was when I got the first five Fortune 500 company to be a part of our Boss Woman of the Year. And I, I stood up on the stage and looked at a room filled with about 350 women. Um, and I just felt an emotion that I will never be able to even explain in words of what hard work and determination can do for you. And so I think that, you know, life is about really the journey and it's the moments that are going to take you from A to B to B to 
D to D to, you know, and that you go on, so on and so on down and you take those stops and you breathe in that moment and you realize where you are today and you realize that you have made strides. And for me, that's what owning a business is about. And it's about the freedom that I've been able to create through that. And there's, there's two things you said about the challenges that I think are really standout things that I want to highlight to everyone listening. Um, the first thing you said was the purpose for which you created your business and who your target business audience is. And just because someone else doesn't understand it doesn't mean that you don't have a good business, doesn't mean that you need to change your business, right? And I think sometimes a lot of people get discouraged because they get feedback from all kinds of places who don't understand their business, um, who are not their target audience, and they feel like, well, what I'm doing doesn't matter. And I think it's important to go back to why you started and who you have helped and allow that to kind of like just sink in for a little bit and don't allow somebody else's opinion that is not valid sway the purpose of which you started your business. And I love when you talk about who you created your business for and how, you know, you've pitched to people who just didn't understand it. They didn't have any people of color in their lives. They didn't, you know, and that's okay. That's fine. Right. And then, you know, in terms of your successes, when you, the, the thing that I, I love about recognizing your successes, and I'm one of those people who every time something good happens in my business, I write it down because I go through moments where I'm really tired and I, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And mm. sometimes it is a useless email, like a rude email or like, or just someone who just wants to talk however they want to talk that it just makes me say to myself, why am I doing this? You know? And yeah. We, I think we all have those days, you know, you know why you started your business, you know what your purpose is, you know what you're passionate about. Sometimes there are just some things that just, you're like, oh my God, you know, what's the point? Why am I doing this? And by keeping track of those successes, those moments, big, small, those moments that resonate the, the most with you are those moments that you're you know what? So far, this has been worth it. And you know what? If I can do this, imagine what else I can do. I'm going to keep going. And so I right. love that you you highlight being in front of that room because I actually saw the vision in my head of you being in front of the room, talking to those 300 people, um, getting your first Fortune 500 brand collaboration. Um, in hindsight, right, now that you've worked with so many Fortune 500 companies, it's like, oh yeah, there was that first one, but that's a huge deal, that first yep. one, right? And so I think just keeping track of those things. You made your, you sold your first product. You yep. got your first positive review from a customer. Um, things like that, they may seem small, especially when you're looking around the world, um, but they're big deals. And you talked about, um, you look around you and there's so many women's empowerment platforms. I look around me and there are so many personal finance, media content platforms. There is no business space that you're going to walk into that competition right and marty your your words on know what makes you unique know what makes you valuable know what makes you the differentiator is everything because so many people give up because they're looking at somebody else's glass window instead of focusing <laughs> on building their own house yep and that person's wow, building absolutely. and they're putting up their pretty pictures and you're looking through their window and seeing all the ma- amazing things they're doing and you're getting mad and mad and you're, you're getting discouraged and discouraged and they're building, they're building, they're putting on their roof, they're putting in the pool, they're putting in the fence and your foundation is right behind you and you're, it's growing weeds because you're looking at somebody else. 
Right. So I love that you said that. <laughs> so if you think back to Marty, um, who first started her business, what are three pieces of advice you would give yourself knowing what you know now? The first advice, stop, stop looking like you said at everyone else's glass window. Um, focus on your lane. Focus on you and your family's lane. If you stay focused on your lane, you can't get distracted. Um, the other piece of advice I wish someone would have told me, stop trying to go from A to Z. You don't have the tools to go from A to Z. You have the tools to go from A to B and then B to C and then C to D. You have those tools today. Stop trying to be somewhere that you don't have and then you will fail because you couldn't succeed because you didn't know everything that you will learn as you go on the pathway of the journey. And then the final thing was stay consistent. Consistency will trump talent any day of the week. If you stay consistent, it will pay off. I love it. And what are some of your favorite business resources that have helped you from books to tools to, you know, podcasts, whatever that you, you listen to or you read or you reference as you have gone through the journey of building your business and even now? I would say for me, it was, you know, I love Gary V. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so um, I like to be motivated by him and, and, you know, he gives a lot of facts about how you will fail. And I, and I just feel like I'm going to prove, prove the facts of Gary V wrong. Right. Like I love how he just like amps me up. Um, I've also, I mean, I've read a thousand books. I would say there's no, there's no book that's going to tell you how to build your business. There really isn't. <laughs> it, it, and, and, you know, there are people who be like, oh, I read this book. You all, and then people write it down and they're like, I got to get this book or I got to get this planner. Um, I think it's going to be different. You're going to get the tools that you need along the way. Like if, we, if you're operating in purpose, if you're operating in what you're supposed to be doing and building, trust that you're going to get what you need along the way. Um, and so you need to make sure that first and foremost, you keep yourself in a positive environment. You surround yourself with people who believe in you and who will build you up. But to me, that goes way further than a book that you're going to read. And so and those are resources. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I do like you are a badass because it, it's, it's about the inner belief. Do you believe that you can build this business that you said you wanted? If you don't <laughs> believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so I, I like resources like that. Um, I have a mastermind community, um, me and my mastermind community, really pour into one another. That's really been my biggest resource. Um, and then I'm a woman of faith. And so um, I pray. I talk to God. I text mm -hmm. God. I have a text message. It's called Marty plus God. <laughs> and so I lean on that as my motivator 
And I asked God to show me my pathway on how to navigate. And those are the resources that I use. And those are all valid resources. You know, people always say what's, I ask this because I I love to read, right? I love to listen to audiobooks, to read books. Um, But what you said is absolutely true. There is no book that is a magic formula to read this book and you know what, you're going to make a million dollars by tomorrow. You're going to be on the (laughs) Forbes list. There's nothing like that. For me, reading books on business, on life, on finance, the core purpose for me is to keep my head in the game, to keep me motivated, to keep me inspired, you know, to learn from other people's stories. But at the end of the day, I'm going to read those books and I'm going to come back to the grind. I still have to work. I still have to create the content. I still have to do the long hours, right? But there's a difference with having the support and having the motivation to keep you going and keep you consistent versus not having anything and then just letting everything fizzle out. And that happens more often than not where people will have the amazing idea, the amazing start to a business. And because they just lack the resources, they lack the support, they lack the faith, they fall off. Right. And then what happens next is somebody else in that glass house comes and does it And they say, you know what? Well, I had that idea first. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was my plan first. Those ideas, they come a dime a dozen. Everything you've thought, somebody else has, a billion other people have have thought it too, right? So yeah, I love how you talk about your faith. I love how you talk about, you know, leveraging your mastermind and just people. Those are so valuable. And I already know the next question I'm going to get, you know, is that, well, I don't have those people around me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Marty, what would you say for someone who is like, well, I don't know anybody that can keep me accountable. I don't have anyone to, to, to join in the mastermind. I don't know anybody yeah. in person to help me out. Yeah. I would say you need to change your group because you're going to brunch with somebody. You're kikiing it up with somebody and people are in your life sometimes for seasons. Be okay with the season being up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you don't have anybody that's going to encourage you to be and to do better, surround yourself in new places where you can get that as a resource for yourself. I, but the first, if you don't have anybody, start with yourself, start loving yourself, start believing in yourself, start knowing that you are worth more and God will bring people around you who will basically um, motivate and encourage you and affirm you in the areas that you need it as well. I love that. Um, Marty, your platform is amazing. You are doing an incredible work. I think a lot of times people get used to, or they take for granted, um, what people like you do, empowering women, um, encouraging women, letting women see, their power and their worth, right? And I think it is so needed. It is so valuable, especially in our communities. And so I have to say thank you because what you do changes lives, right? And that's a big deal. And so don't ever, whatever progress you make, even if it's like tiny, minute, it's massive because of what you're doing, right? And so, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. uh, But before I let you go, I would love to ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower? I would say my superpower is authentically owning my voice. It was something that I didn't necessarily always know how to do. I always had a loud voice, but I didn't use it in the most powerful ways. 
And so now I use my voice um, to educate, to inform, and to empower. And I know that my voice will be heard across the globe on, on what I'm trying to create and do. Because what I'm trying to create and do is only to uplift the other person. So there's power in that within itself. And so, um, you know, I, I'm a data queen. And so because this is what the data says, I will shout it from the mountaintop and above to make, make companies react um, from, from how they're alienating sometimes communities out of the, out of the picture and how we're creating um, in a way that allows women to really um, propel forward in their careers. And so, ours. I love that. And how can folks keep in touch with you, learn more about what you do, join your community? Yes, absolutely. So you guys can connect with um, Boss Women Media on the gram at Boss Women Media. You can head over to our website, bosswomen.org. We just launched a new membership portal. That's pretty awesome, if I can say so myself. It's $95. (laughs) It's $95 a year to join. You get free events. You get amazing amazing perks that come along with it. Um, But most importantly, you get resources to thrive um, from being a corporate queen or a startup side hustler. So that's really cool. It's something we just launched about 30 days ago. And then you can personally connect with me on Instagram at Marty Motivates. I love it. Thank you so much, Marty, for sharing your amazingness with all of us. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode with Marty and you have taken away some really great tips to help you as you work on launching your side hustle, on growing your side hustle, and you're feeling empowered and encouraged to succeed despite the season. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you're loving what you listen to, please leave a review on iTunes so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you on the next episode.